pleasure to be with you again today. My name is Taiwo Akinlami, the preacher, and it is your program, Power Parenting Weekly. And I'm going to be having a conversation with you today that is very, very important, critical, it will dare to my heart, something I think we should discuss, something I think we should continue to have as in the front burner of conversation. So I started this conversation, I think five weeks ago, I discussed uh, what exactly is child sexual abuse. Then I tried to discuss how we create the factory that creates the that set up our children for abuse by the reason of the entertainment our children are exposed to and all of that. I moved forward from there to discuss, uh, the second week I discussed uh, the subject matter of, uh, of um, my story. I tried to share my story, uh, my childhood story, and the lessons that can be learned from there. Uh, I did that the second week. The third week I discussed this thing we call uh, the myth and uh, meaning as the key to protection. What are the key? What are the what are the myths? What are the uh, 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 what are the myths? And what are the, the 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 meanings when it comes to child sexual abuse? We discussed that. Then the the third week, uh, I think the fourth week, I moved to uh, every part is private to me. Every part is private to me. Uh, part one and last week we did every part is private to me. Part two. And uh, I was able to wrap up that conversation about every part is private to me last week, and I intend to uh, uh, shed more light on it today, just briefly, before I get into the nitty-gritty of our conversation today, which is um, system. System. What role do system play in protecting our children? We cannot overemphasize that. What role do system play? So I call it the ultimate solution uh, a system codified into policy. The ultimate solution to protecting our children from child sexual abuse is system codified into a policy. And this is what I want to advise you to do. Go back to our previous editions. Uh, it's a compendium. It's a, it's a compendium of uh, conversations that um, we have been having. So we've defined what exactly does, does child sexual abuse mean. We've shared from my story. We've shared from myth and meaning. We've shared from every part is private to me, part one and two. And now I'm, I think I'm rounding up this conversation today, discussing with you that the ultimate is systems approach to, prote- to protecting our children. When we talk about system, we are going to be talking about, we cannot talk about system without talking about policy. So what is system? What is policy? All of that are the things that I want to discuss with you today. Our children are not going to be protected by wishful thinking. They are not going to be protected by uh, our desire to see them protected. If wishes were horses, beggars will ride. It does not. It does not end with wishes. It does not. Uh, 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 it can begin with wishes, but wishes have to lead to strategies. Strategies have to lead lead to depth implementation. Uh, implementation has to lead to consistency of implementation. It is when we are consistent and vigilant that our children can be saved and delivered from child sexual abuse. You see, you don't you don't outgrow vigilance when it comes to protecting children. You don't outgrow vigilance when it comes to protecting your your house. You don't say that. Um, well, uh, I've been locking my door for the past fifteen years. 
and I've not, I've never been visited by armed robbers. So because I've been locking my doors for the past 15 years and I've not been visited by armed robbers, today I'm going to leave my door open to prove that I have done my part in, I've done my part in protecting my house. You don't do that. You keep protecting your house because it's not something you outgrow. You don't outgrow the warfare of protecting yourself. You don't outgrow the warfare of strategy, strategic moves to protect yourself. You don't outgrow that. You do that until you remain in the land of the living. So also, we cannot outgrow the whole idea of, of, of ensuring that we present and we secure a friendly and protective environment for our children. You do not outgrow it. You cannot outgrow it. It's something you have to continue to do until your children attain adulthood and they are able to protect themselves at a level. Another thing you need to do is that even at this point, you need to begin to teach your children to be able to take responsibility for their own protection because you will not always be there. Children must know what to do to be able to protect themselves from every form of abuse. Very, very key, very, very important. And that is the conversation I want to have with you tonight. How do you prepare perpetually? How do you ensure that your children... Uh, uh, how do you ensure that your children are good? They are okay. They are good to go. They are protected. That is the conversation we want to have tonight. And I thank you all for joining me. This is uh, Taiwo Akilami Academy Facebook group. And uh, we are committed to ensuring that we work with you to power parent your children and to also secure a friendly and protective environment for them. So what is system? So let me begin by that, by asking the question, what is a system? What is a system? So type of system, there are two types of system. You have primary duty bearer system and you have secondary duty bearer system. Primary duty bearer system to protect a child is embedded in the family constitution of the family. I believe that every family should have a family constitution where you have clear, in, clear uh, uh, processes and protocol of ensuring that your children are protected. You cannot uh, uh, do without that. In your family constitution, that is where you are going to state the system by which your children are protected. Your family constitution is going to talk about your parenting style. Your, but beyond parenting style, your constitution will talk about your value system. What do you represent? What do you believe? What do you stand for? What can you compromise? What will you not compromise? What is core? What is non-core? What culture do you want to protect in your family? What culture do you want to preserve? What culture do you want to put in place? Those are critical points that must exist in your family constitution. In our product, ESA Manual, we, we replicate a sample of a family constitution for you to look at so that in case you want to have one, in case you want to uh, uh, allow, uh, get your family to be guided by family constitution, you can lay your hands on, a, on the sample that is uh, replicated in the that we have 
in our ESAP manual. You may want to check that out. It will help you in no small way. So the system of the primary caregiver is the family constitution. Do you have one? Corporations have members. NGOs have constitution. Associations have constitution. Because certain principles, certain values bring them together. And they want to proceed, they want to be they want to protect and ensure that those values are preserved. And how do we preserve them? They are written. The processes of preserving them, the actions or omissions that will mean preservation or lack of it, all of that are stated in those constitutions, in those memorandum and of association, an article of association in the constitution. If the family is important and the family is key and the family is critical, it is also important that the family also have a constitution, a working document. I call it a working document of the family by which values are defined, by which processes of preserving values are, de- are, are defined, by which responsibilities, duties are defined, by which protocol of protection of our children are defined, by which parenting is defined, by which schooling is defined. Everything that has to do with the life of the family is defined, clearly defined in the constitution of the family, in the family constitution. Clearly defined. Nothing lacking, nothing missing. And because the family, uh, uh, this construction is supposed to be in place when the family, is, before the family comes on board, it means that, it means that this constitution is subject to review from time to time. A subject to review, it can be reviewed. Because the family life is dynamic. Things are going to happen in the course of living a family life that we did not envisage at the time we were drafting the constitution. So as we evolve as an organic organization, as we metamorphose, we will keep reviewing our constitution. We'll keep learning from our mistakes. We'll, we'll keep trusting ourselves to be true to the letters of our family constitution. And it is in that constitution that we are going to have provisions that protect our children from on, from offline abuse and from online abuse, every form of abuse. Now when it comes to secondary caregiver system, we are talking about a, a system that is put in place by a school, for example. A system that is put in place by an association, for example, a system that is put in place by a religious place of worship, for example, for the purpose, for the purpose of ensuring that children are protected. It can be in form of a policy, and as a matter of fact, it can be, it should be in form of a policy that has been put in place to ensure that children are protected. Very key. And so a constitution or a or a system a constitution or a policy must have three components 
three components. If you want to have a system codified into a policy, codified into a family constitution, depending on who is using it, then there must be three components. Please note, some people might say, and since my children's school already have a child protection policy, why do I have to have a family constitution? Also, the school can also say, since the family that bring their children to our school already have a family constitution, why do we need to have our own uh, uh, our own uh, policy? But I tell you, this is a function of synergy, of stakeholders coming together to ensure that children are protected. That is how it works. That parents are going to play their roles, that schools are going to play their roles, that everybody is going to play his or her role, that every institution is going to play their role and ensure that, every, that the children under their watch are protected. So you talk about goals or set of goals. What is your goal or set of goals when it comes to protecting children from child sexual abuse? Do you have a goal to say no child shall be abused under our watch? That is my own goal. That is my own goal. It is the ultimate goal. I believe that it is possible for children to be protected from all forms of abuse. So my own goal, the goal of my own system, the system in my family, the system in my organization, because I run both, both uh, primary caregiver uh, system and secondary caregiver system. So the point is, what exactly do we have we put in place as our goals or set of goals? For me, the goal or set of goals is that no child shall be abused under my watch. Not a single child. So I don't want uh, uh, 15 uh, out of 100 children, I want to protect 95. No. It is possible to protect children fully, only, completely from child sexual abuse. It is possible. It is possible. If we do what we are supposed to do. Because at the end of the day, it is about the steps we put in place. How secure are they? How powerful are they? How proven are they? How committed are they? That is what it is all about. You see, are you not saying that all the children of the world can be protected from child sexual abuse? Yes, I say so. If every primary and secondary parent of the world play their roles. Because it's a falling world, everybody is not going to play their role. And that's why we continue to have children that are under the attack of being sexually molested, being sexually abused. And we open a newspaper almost every day and we continue to see that our children are being sexually molested, they are being messed up, they are being silenced, their virginity is being taken away, their, their, their innocence is being taken away, their purity is being taken away, their right to dignity, to honor, to say no is being trampled upon. Almost. Almost. Uh, uh, recklessly, almost with impunity. But we have to understand that it is possible for children to be fully, 100% protected 
from child sexual abuse if everyone who is a primary caregiver, secondary caregiver, primary parents, secondary parents are ready to fully committed to their role in protecting their children. Not only that, they are ready and fully committed in teaching children to take responsibility for their own personal safety and self-protection, including child sexual protection from child sexual abuse. Children can be empowered. Children can be enabled. Children can be energized. Children can be prepared. It is not the day that the battle is called that people begin to prepare for battle. A good general prepares his or her army before the call of war. A good general hopes for the best but prepares for the worst. That's how this life works. That's how these things are. There is nothing, nothing that can be done in terms of protecting our children if we do not embrace system. So the one thing is system is goals and set of goals. My own goal or set of goals, my number one goal, my primary goal, my secondary goal is that no child shall be abused under my watch, which means I have a commitment to cite abuse from one million miles away and nip it in the bud before it comes near me. And if for whatever reason, because of the, the fact that we're in a falling world, because of the fact of human foibles, if for whatever reason I'm penetrated, I can assure you I can boast of early intervention. The abuse will not go too far before I discover that something is amiss. That's my goal. The number two thing when it comes to system is who is responsible for what? Who is responsible for what? Everybody's business is nobody's business. Who is responsible for what? In the family, in our family constitution, who is the person responsible for the protection of children? Who is the go-to person in the family that the children must speak to? We can choose the father. We can choose the mother. It doesn't have to be a hard and fast rule. That what's up there happen? You have to wait for daddy. You have to wait for mommy. It's just that predominantly, daddy is the one who undoes this. Mommy is the one who undoes this. And daddy and mommy are going to compare notes to arrive at what to do if something goes wrong. If something goes out of place, mommy and daddy are going to come together to decide which way to go. What do we do? How do we handle it? What do we handle? What is the problem? What is the issue? These are fundamental questions that people must continue to ask. Someone must be in charge. Everybody's job is nobody's job. Who is responsible for protecting our children in the family? Nobody. Anybody. And that protection... In that system, we are going to determine who we can receive as visitors. In that system, we are going to determine who is a stranger. In that system, we are going to determine what kind of schools can we take our children to. In that system, we are going to determine who do we keep our children to if we are not available. What are the characteristics of the person we can keep our children to. 
in that policy is going to in that system is going to be clear that if for whatever reason the people we want to keep our children to are not available then it's either we go with our children to where we are going or we can't sue where we are going we can be that precise we can be that committed to the protection of children we can friends we can't be that committed system or or, 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 or system we respond to goal or set of goals number two we respond to who is responsible for what assigned responsibilities who is responsible for what now the number one point is an action we need to take is an action we need to take the number one point which is which is which is goals or set of goals is an action we need to take the number two point of assigned responsibility is also an action we need to take. But the number one, three point is the consequence of the first and the second action. When we take the first action very well, when we take the second action very well, it will lead to the third action, which is balance. There's going to be balance in the system. Where we don't take the first action, which is goal or set of goals, when we don't take the second action, which is to assign responsibilities, what is going to happen is that the third one will not arise. And the third one is a consequence. Once we do the first and the second, the third one will happen by itself. The third one will happen by how? By itself. We don't need to push it. It's going to be pushed by the first and the second. It's going to be pushed by the first and the second, which is when you set out your goals or set of goals. And when you recognize that these are the people responsible for what? Once you are able to do that, the consequence is that there's going to be balance in the system. Balance. There's going to be balance in the system. So what is this system? Is coordinated steps coordinated steps formal or informal being taken to secure a friendly and protective environment for children against child sexual abuse what is a system it is a goal or set of no 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 sorry is coordinated coordinated goals is coordinated Coordinated steps, formal or informal, taken by primary and secondary parents, by primary and secondary caregivers, to secure a friendly and protective environment for our precious children against child sexual abuse. That is the meaning of that is the definition of a system. I've told you about the components of a system. I've told you about the primary caregiver system, secondary caregiver system. I've told you now that beyond that, this system operates with this system that I've told you about must operate codified into a family constitution or into a policy. A family constitution for the family. A policy for um, organization. That is very key. Now, this is the point that I need to make 
as I begin to round up. The point I need to make is this. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, our children can be fully protected from all forms of abuse. So what is a policy? I've defined for you a system. And today is not the day I want to go into the nitty-gritty of what a system means. In terms of explaining that definition of goals, set of goals, of, 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 ste of steps, formal or informal, taken to secure a friendly and predictable environment for children, I'm talking about coordinated. It means there's a coordination going on. If there's going to be coordination, there's going to be planning. If there's going to be coordination, there's going to be planning. People have to plan. There can't be coordination where there's no planning. There can't be coordination where the planning has not been implemented. People have not understood what their roles are, where the box stops at their table. There can't be coordination where there's no practice to see. There can't be coordination where there's no documentation. For there to be, for there to be coordination, there has to be documentation. That is why a system must be codified into a policy for an organization. That is why a system must be codified into a family constitution for families. That's how we roll. That's how it must happen. That's what we must do. That's what we must do if we want to ensure that our children are protected. This is the problem. Those who want to mess up our children are restless. Those who want to mess up our children are always planning. Those who want to mess up our children are always on the drawing table on, of how to take advantage of our children. Unfortunately, we that want to protect them, we are too lackadaisical. The people who want to mess up our children, they know how to get the attention of our children more than us who want to protect them. The people who want to mess up our children, they are closer to our children than we are closer to them. And it's something we need to look into. It's something we need to be concerned about. Yes, I understand the state of the nation. I understand that many of us parents, we are scouting around for what we need to do for the protection of our children. But I tell you, friends, at the end of the day, in scouting around, we must recognize that these are our children. They are our hope. They are our glory. They are our present. They are our future. They are the leaders of today. For you to bring children to this world, particularly for some of us who are educated, who are of the upper crust, who are educated, we must be ready to make provision at our level. You know, because I was born into the state of this nation. When I was born in 1970, I was, Nigeria was 10 years old, independent. When I was 9 years old, 1979, I began to hear austerity measures, austerity measures. When I was 13 years old, in 1983, I began to hear structural adjustment program. The government is always adjusting something. The government is always telling us to tighten our belts. So for us who are, who are educated, we know the state of this nation before going to invite children. The invitation to our children is a voluntary invitation. Children were saved with God. 
They did not write application to come to this war. We were the ones who went to invite them and brought them here. And if you bring a person to your home, you have a responsibility to host. You have a responsibility to be there for the person. You have a responsibility to feed the person. You have the responsibility to educate the person. Meanwhile, in a, though in a developed country, government is supporting you to meet your goals and your set of goals and your responsibilities to your children in a developed plan. And that is the benchmark. That's why I keep saying parenting is a four-dimensional relationship. The primary parents is the biological parents. The secondary parents is the community. The tertiary parents is the state. The fourth level of parent is the international community. All of these bodies must be working together to shape a child. There's no child that is shaped only by the family. There's no child that is shaped only by the school and the community. Now the world has become a global village. The world is making extremely profound contribution in how our children are turning out. And yet, we do not want to recognize the impact that the global community is making on our children. There's a way our children are thinking now. There's language our children are using. There's a way our children see things now. They have been influenced by the West. They have been influenced by, by liberals. They have been influenced by the conservatives. They have been influenced by the independent. They have been influenced by different kinds of influences, different kinds of ideology. They don't even need to be aware that have been influenced for them to be influenced. You don't need to know how food digests for you to eat healthy. You don't need to know how food digests for you to live healthy. So that's my conversation with you tonight. That we need to create a system. And if we create this system, we need to be committed to the system. If we bring children to this world, I recognize that things are tough. I recognize that things are hard. I recognize that the government has not been living up to their expectation. Not at all. But what I'm saying, since we have found alternative to other things, for those of us who can find alternative, we have found an alternative to electricity. We have found an alternative to, to security. We found an alternative to water. We found an alternative to every social amenity. We can find an alternative. We need to find an alternative for our children. How do we protect them? How do we ensure they don't become prey in the hands of child sexual abuse? How do we ensure that? How do we ensure that our children are good, they are fine, they are not guinea pigs in the hands of abusers? We need to be able to beat our chest and say we are sure of the safety of our children. We are sure that our children have been protected. We are sure that we are put in place mechanism. That's why I keep boastfully saying, no child can be abused under my watch. No child can be abused under my watch. That is my own goal. So what is a policy? A policy is a statement of will. A family constraint is a statement of will. Predicated on the prominent, prominent and dominant value system. The culture of the people who came up with the constitution or who came up with the policy. It is a policy a policy is a statement of will. It's a statement of will that we are going to do this. It's not subject to compromise. It's not subject to wishful thinking. 
is not subject to any other thing. The only thing that it is subject to is the commitment to do. Is the commitment to do. That's my conversation with us tonight. That with our commitment, we can't save our children from child sexual abuse. And this win brings an end to my five, uh, to the additions to the series that I've been doing on how to protect our precious children from child sexual abuse. If you are